and welcome to Mistakes We've Made and Debts We've Paid, a storytelling podcast about a lifetime of mistakes, mishaps, and poor choices, where we really lean into the pain and laugh at all our cringy moments. Big and small, we tell them all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Royce Emery. And I'm Wayne Cummins. And welcome to our show. Hello, uh, little mistakes. Welcome to an episode of Don't Make Me Do This. <laughs> this is our fourth episode, and it gets a little weirder yet again. Oh, yeah, man. I really need to work on my editing because I, I, I want to put clips of that movie into uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. That was a really good fucking movie choice, man. Thank you. I... I until you told me that it was uh, a recent movie, I, I, I would have assumed that it was... 80s for sure, 70s. At least, maybe. right? Yeah. yeah, and I guess classic Nick Cage. He's almost timeless. It's mm. hard hard to tell how old that dude is sometimes. That dude has looked fucking 55 for 20, 30 years. Dude. <laughs> it's the hairline, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I should sympathize more. It's a pretty similar hairline to mine. <laughs> but, but we are speaking, of course, of Mandy. It was a great one. Uh, this time, I was forcing Royce to watch Mandy. Um, it is a film that came out, uh, I believe, 2018, and it is directed by a very particularly named fellow, Panos Cosmatos, uh, who I didn't know this until recently when I was checking out some reviews of Mandy, but he is the son of the guy who directed Tombstone, hmm. the classic Western movie of much notoriety, mostly for Val Kilmer's role as, as Doc Holliday, uh, which he fucking kills. One of the one of the greatest you know performances of any movie, really. Um, his dad directed that uh, and did a couple other things that didn't do as well as Tombstone, but a couple other somewhat notable movies, notable movies. And uh, his son is now doing really fucking weird sci-fi horror films that are extremely colorful and well shot. Which is uh, a category that doesn't get enough love. I, I think it's getting bigger as, it, as the years go on, but it's such a gradual thing. Yeah. And only recently has it finally gotten some attention and, and some money behind it, which is awesome. Uh, funny enough, Nicolas Cage did another one recently called A Color Out of Space based on H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's story, which is kind of similar. It's just fucking weird. It's weird. It's colorful. It, it's a, Some of it does and doesn't make sense. Dude, I, I, I feel so primal or so uh, childish, but the, the colorfulness really really does it for me. I, it really gets me into it. Well, you dude, know? It's, 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 it's fun to see something beautiful, visually beautiful, in the context of something really grim and fucked up. Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's break it down. So Mandy is a uh, just under two-hour movie about a fella named Red, who is played by Nicolas Cage. He is a lumberjack. I believe the movie takes place in either the 70s or the 80s, I think yeah. right in that era. No and cell phones. No cell phones. Um, you know, they're listening to, like, like the Carpenters and, like, uh, I don't even think Metallica at that point. I think she she had, she had a, like, a Slayer or, a, you know, something like that. Yeah. And so Mandy is actually the name of the love interest for Nicolas Cage, uh, Red. And they just, they're this, this cool little metalhead couple that live out in the woods. He cuts down trees and then takes a chopper home, <laughs> which was a cool little opening. They have this amazing opening sequence of Nick Cage just out in the fucking wilderness cutting trees. Yeah. And f- from the very first note, they start off with a King Crimson song, which is a really cool, like, trippy band from back in the day. Opening sequence is just really well shot and it just immediately, you're like, oh, cool, this is a movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. It, there's nothing to make you doubt that until you finally get a good look at Nick Cage. I think like five minutes in, you're like, wait, he looks a little older here. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, and I don't even know if he was making films back in the 70s. He would have been young <laughs> as fuck. So, uh, we get introduced to Nick Cage and to Mandy, and she is this odd-looking... She's, she's pretty, but she's very off-pretty. It reminds me of uh, the uh, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. I, like the, 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 Mia Wallace. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. The hot main character kind of awkward yeah isn't hot <laughs> no right. she is but just in her own uh, yeah it's just something you can't quite put your finger on it's just an it's an uh, unconventional look unconventional that's exactly what I was looking for um, you know normally it, they, they, she'd be a model or something she'd be like high fashion model mm-hmm. but instead she was chosen for this fucking cool role and she, she nails it she uh, does a great job yeah and she's, I think most of it is in her face. Not a lot of dialogue for her throughout the film, but a lot of reactive shots to things and yeah. long takes on just her, just the environment. Uh, it's something I, I told Royce right away and that I'll pre precurse to a lot of you who may be watching this movie now that you've heard this podcast. And keep in mind, we'll get to spoilers eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. It is about an hour of just interesting weirdness until it gets to the action. And then the action never stops. And it gets crazier and crazier as it goes on. But it's yeah. imagine like a roller coaster where half the roller coaster is just slowly going up. And it takes a while. Yeah. And you, you, kind of, you kind of just forget that you're on the roller coaster for a while. And you start talking to the people next to you. And you get to know them. <laughs> like, this is interesting. This is nice. Huh? It's pretty out there. Huh? Oh, oh, God! And then out of nowhere, <laughs> the fucking the ride begins. Uh, so... Um, we get introduced slowly after uh, we get to know Mandy and Red um, to the Children of the Mountain, I believe they're called. Or it's either the Children of the Mountain or Children of the Sun, which is a cult. Yeah, it's very culty religious. <laughs> I forget the actor's name, but he's the dude who played Thomas Wayne from Batman Begins. And he's been in just a couple random things. He's a good actor, but he's not had huge roles that I know of. Uh, and in this, he plays the cult leader. Uh, I believe Jeremiah. It's like classic cult leader name. Right. They're very much like, and they're creepy, and they're they're well played and well written characters who are this this little cult of his that go traveling through, I guess, America, fucking shit up, and they also have an album. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they never say it directly, but it definitely feels like everybody in the cult has taken turns blowing him. Yeah, there's uh, this. I mean, it is that Branch Davidian thing where they all worship Jeremiah, yeah. and he's just this unhinged bleach blonde fucking weirdo and it's it's so well played from the very beginning does a great he, job of it yeah these these really embedded neurosis and the way he talks and acts um you know versus being mad or happy with his cult followers it's just really cool to watch him like they with everything in the movie they take time oh, they yeah. linger on stuff and it just makes it uncomfortable or sometimes beautiful and just off-putting and it's just so fucking smartly shot it was great. And edited. Uh, and so they, uh, specifically Jeremiah, he's like driving through the woods in their little creepy van, their, their caravan actually. There's a few of like trucks and stuff that they have. And they pass by Mandy as she's just smoking, walking through the woods. And it's a really cool shot. Like everything's bathed in red light. It's all in slow mo with smoke everywhere. It's just fucking great. And, like, the, the, the colors that they use are fucking awesome. So very, very like saturated and cool and just like in, very smart. Um, and so they, I think she just makes eye contact with him as they're uh-huh. passing by, and he's yeah. like, "Yes, your soul reached out to me." <laughs> yeah. So they kidnap her. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to give away too much, but shit just starts hitting the fan, and Red then has to go on a crazy, crazy just vendetta streak of trying to rectify a wrong, basically. Yeah. And it's pretty intense pretty uh, uh john Wick, uh john wick-esque <laughs> very much yeah he he kind of has that energy um i fucking love the scene where he snaps 
there's a scene, and it's very Kubrick-esque too. It, it, it just reminds me of like The Shining or something from that, where it's all one shot, mm-hmm. and they really just let Nick Cage be Nick Cage. He does, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's a bottle, right? It is the, one of the most Nick Cagey scenes I've ever seen in any of his movies, um, and that's that's saying a lot. Uh, and it, basically, it's a scene where because they they very smartly and loosely established that he's an alcoholic or recovering alcoholic in the movie. And once shit hits the fan, he kind of retreats to a bathroom that's like so uh, such odd wallpaper. And that whole that whole series of scenes is so weird. They have like the Cheddar Goblin right before that. You remember Cheddar Goblin? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not gonna say shit about Cheddar Goblin. Just Google Cheddar Goblin. That's fucking great. I sincerely doubt there's more than one result that you'll find. Hopefully. <laughs> um, and hopefully it doesn't have any spoilers for the whole movie in there. Yeah. But it's a great fucking it's, scene. It's it's so unnecessary, but it's such a great addition to the movie. It is, and I feel like it's just there to break the tension just for a second, for yeah. a brief second, because it even shows on his face. It's basically a commercial he walks in on during one of the darkest moments in the film, and he sees a commercial just playing on a TV in the background, and it's for a macaroni and cheese called Cheddar Goblin, and I just, that's all I'll say. <laughs> and the whole time, he's like, Cheddar Goblin, yeah, yeah, Cheddar. And then he finally gets back into reality. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's followed by a scene where he breaks down, and he, he like goes into this bathroom with this crazy wallpaper and just really well-lit and the movie has got great lighting, but it's kind of a darker film. And then all of a sudden, it's just this perfectly lit room. And it's all one slow pan in and out of him freaking the fuck out. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Any other actor or any other movie, and I would, I would have said, yeah, cut that sh- like scene about a minute short, motherfuckers. But that, I was like lingering on every second. Like, yes, more, more. <laughs> Again. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> um, that, that scene alone made it feel like uh, this role was written for him. Yeah, definitely. And I think it was. I, I really think it was. Um, I don't see any other actor being able to pull off nearly as well that exact character as well as he did. Oh man, <laughs> some of the shit he does during the action sequences is so Nick Cagey, but it all fits in context. Yeah. That's what I love is that like it's the same I feel like with with uh, Christopher Walken. Sometimes they'll cast Christopher Walken in a role where it's just to have him read that dialogue and it's just hammy, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I get it. You know, it's funny to hear him say that, or like Samuel Jackson, it's funny to hear him curse. But after a while, unless the movie needs that character or that attitude or that energy, I don't want it. You know, I'm yeah. good. If it doesn't it's a little fit, overdone. Yeah, if it doesn't fit and it feels out of place, it's not going to ring as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with this, it fit perfectly every time. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, there's a scene where he's, like... There's a fun thing in the movie where you can never quite tell if, if it's supernatural or real. Because they can give you a, a logical explanation for the things that are happening, which they don't do too much. There's, there's good exposition, but they don't, they don't just fucking force feed it to you. Mm-hmm. But when they do, they're like, you know, they're, they're like, oh yeah, you know, these, these, these biker demons from hell that uh, made a deal with like this, this chemist for some bad batch of acid, and now yeah. they're riding the freeways, and they just, you know, you see them, you're dead. Um, and but they call them out of the fucking mist with a horn from hell you know and it's such a cool fucking scene and you're like are they biker demons like yeah. or are they just like you know what what is it what does he call them like like sick out wackos man <laughs> <laughs> oh dude so many good scenes in the movie such good dialogue when it happens and there's not a ton of dialogue but when it's there it's fucking great mm-hmm. and it's well delivered um and so like so so yeah the whole movie i never uh 
got a, a good answer on whether or not they're they're actual demons right? or, or bikers. And there's or, some times where like you you question whether or not because there's a couple times where that should have killed you. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like there's no way a human could do that. Maybe if you were amped up on every drug for right. a couple minutes, you could do that. But like you've been doing it for years. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and so there's a lot of and I love it. They they, they keep it kind of unexplainable, which makes it even scarier. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite lines, and this is starting to get a little into more spoilers. I don't want to spoil the whole movie, the plot, but there's going to be some in this. Yeah. But there's an action sequence right after he gets tortured, and they fuck up his his shirt, which was I think Mandy's shirt, or it's I think the shirt he was wearing when he when met he Mandy, met her. Yeah. which you don't even see until near the end of the movie. It's uh-huh. a really sweet flashback. Um, really, again, really well shot and lit. I loved the contrast and lighting of that scene from yeah. where he was at the time. Mm-hmm. So fucking smart. But anyway, so the red and then blue later yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. So smart. And so uh, this, like, right afterwards, there's a scene where he's fighting the demons, and as he's fighting them, he's like, "You ripped my shirt! You ripped my shirt!" And it's just fucking Nick Cage just killing it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love him, and it just it fits. It's super silly, funny Nick Cage, but it all fits with the film and what's happening in the moment, so it doesn't take you out. You're not like, "Ah ha ha, Nick Cage!" You're silly. like, "Yeah, fucking yeah, Nick Cage!" Silly while being badass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's great. so much in that. There's yeah. so much of him in that movie. Uh, and the axe. I don't want to not mention the axe. That he fucking makes that he himself. Makes. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's just such a badass man's man in the movie. And he, he makes this incredibly metal axe. And I don't mean it's made out of metal. I mean it was imbued by the gods of metal music. <laughs> it was inspired to him by fucking Thor. Yeah, it looks like a uh, 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 Metal Apocalypse's guitars. Like, yeah, just it, it looks like it could just be its own album cover. <laughs> you know, like you would only need that in a ba- black background. And it, that would be a great cover album. It, it's funny you say that. It looks like a princess's name. You know yeah. how he changed his name? <laughs> <laughs> this is the this axe is formerly known as Prince. <laughs> <laughs> it is a sexy fucking axe. I'd fuck that axe if it didn't kill me. Uh, and God, the way he uses it, Jesus. There's some great kills. There's so many good kills in the movie. Every one of them they take their time with. And they do such a good job of making you hate every bad guy in the film. Yeah. And, and there's so many of them. There's a great cast of characters. Not all of them have a ton of screen time, but each one's fleshed out well enough for you to care about when they get their comeuppance. And it's just such a good fucking 70s. It, just, it feels like it was the best Grindhouse movie from the 70s ever made. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I forced Royce to watch this, re- this recent uh, episode. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. What are, what are some of your thoughts or, or comments about it? Oh, man, there's so many good lines in it that I don't want to fucking spoil. Like, we, we spoiled enough of the plot, uh, but... Yeah, the, the dialogue fucking yeah. was great. I, the, I guess I will give my favorite line is uh, whenever he's uh, going to his buddy to, to pick up his uh, crossbow. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, played by Billy Duke, who some may remember. He's a fucking older black actor who's been in a ton of cool shit from way back in fucking Car Wash. He was in the Car Wash movie, the original. Uh, and then he was more notably in uh, the first Predator movie. Because he was Jesse Ventura's best friend. Gonna have me some fun tonight. Gonna have me some fun tonight. He's <laughs> that guy. He fucking kills it in this very small but awesome role in Mandy. Yeah, he does fucking kill it. So uh, he's he's uh, asking him where his uh, his fucking crossbow is, mm-hmm. and he's like, "What you hunting?" Uh, what does he say? Crazy, 
whacked out psychos, man. <laughs> Jesus freaks. Yeah, and he's like, huh, didn't know they were in season. <laughs> yeah, right. He just plays it cool the entire time. He yeah. can clearly tell, and I think Nicolas Cage is like covered in blood or something. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like just disheveled. He's there stabbed. to pick up his weapons. Yeah, he's just been stabbed by the fucking blade of Nargal or some shit. Yeah, some sacred blade that was made from one of Satan's hooves or some shit. Which clearly they shouldn't have fucking used on him because it gave him the fucking power of the devils. Yeah. <laughs> um... And so, yeah, and he's just this in the worst shape of ever in, in anyone's life. And his fucking buddy is just like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> he's, just, he's completely cool about it. So clearly you're here for the thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he does that right away. He's like, so you're, you're here for Rosa or whatever. They're like, it's got a name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Reaper. Uh, and I, I fucking love that uh, there's so many drugs around, so many different drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like right after fight scenes or mid-fight scenes, Nick Cage is like, a yeah. bunch of coke I want to say that Nick Cage does every major drug in this movie at yeah, one dude. point or another. Yeah. And it's, again, always somehow organic to this scene. It really it is. It just fits. Like, okay, so, man, again, we're going to get deeper into the spoilers here. So the, the biker demons, he tracks them down, and, of course, it's just, oh, man, when he finds them, their little lair is so fucking gross and full of detail. Mm -hmm. Like... The the like he comes across Nick Cage's is it's like a it's a trailer it's like I think like a mobile home or something mm -hmm. but it's just full of crazy little moments and scenes and um, he like he he passes by and he's been there a while you can tell and they've been there even longer who knows right and there's just like trash a, everywhere whoever owned the place there's like a dead couple in the bedroom and the the husband is like just over his dead wife and he's got like a an asshole covered in blood and you're just like well he got raped to death yeah <laughs> no, no doubt about that and <laughs> just just the horrifying shit um and nightmare fuel for sure and there's drugs everywhere so clearly these these bikers have just got every drug you could think of and like in mid fight i think like he's he's he's, he's going from one to another he just decides to take a little bit of this mountain of cocaine off of a fucking broken shard of glass. Well, it does maybe like $150 worth of cocaine I'm so in glad one you scoop. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Give or take. Uh, and then he does acid like twice or three times. The acid? The acid. That, that, that fucked the biker's brains that made him into either Able to or... see hell. Yeah. <laughs> Which he does, by the way. It's an awesome quick shot where yeah. he sees pretty much sees hell. And I think... I want to say that starts the animated sequences because mm -hmm. or or actually i think the first time he passes out because i want to say it's anytime he's asleep right after his, getting stabbed i think i think yeah and, and so he, there's about three or so dream sequences in the movie that are all animated and they're fucking weird and cool and it's just so fucking visceral it's just such a movie that it, it just takes so many different weird risks and they all work so oh well. yeah they do uh, he, the, the director did one before this called um, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which of course it's called Beyond the Black Rainbow, and it's just about this chick who's a psychic. She's got like weird psychic powers, and she uh, she's in what she thinks is like a mental institution, and over the course of her trying to escape, quickly finds out that it's like a place where they experiment on psychics. Um, but it's it's so weird. Like the compound is it's it's literally the whole movie is like a fever dream. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. One thing connecting to another just doesn't make sense at all. And it's it's so weird and fucking cool. But I like that Mandy has a plot because <laughs> the Black Rainbow doesn't really have a cohesive plot. It's got some great scenes and, and some fun moments, but it's just overall like what am I watching? Like I had to step away for a minute and like clear my eyes out. You know, it's like all right, all right, let me go back in and see if I can make ends or heads, but I couldn't. <laughs> Um, it's fun to watch, but I did not want to watch it twice. Uh, Mandy, I've seen a ton of fucking times. That's awesome. Love Mandy. 
but yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so uh, another another scene that I like, and again, sorry we're spoiling it, but uh, whenever he kills uh, or is about to kill. The, the 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 leader the cult the leader and, and oh the, he, yeah dude and he's like going through all the all the different stages mm-hmm. of accepting that he's about to die oh the cult leader yeah. yeah such a good scene he kills every scene but that one is one of the best that he does and yeah it's it's like what he starts first I think with denial yeah and he's like you can't be here man and it's like I am of God and he's just so he's just fucking so weird I think he's naked you know and he's in this like <laughs> weird room I think because when when Mandy or when Red first enters the room he doesn't know it's Red he thinks it's one of his cult people yeah and he's like naked in this room and like as you see you, you see it from Red's perspective through this dark hall going into this pulsing red like underground room and he's just this creepy cult leader naked like you know touching the walls and shit mm-hmm. he's like god is in this room yeah they do so much drugs all the time yeah. so he's probably <laughs> high on acid or something i'm sure uh or on that giant wasp sting to the neck <laughs> oh yeah the, what, what does she call it i call this the cherry on top the cherry on top that wasn't even the worst part of it right <laughs> Jesus. yeah and so um so he goes in there and then like yeah he's like He's like, first he's like, you know, like, you are nothing compared to me, man. And then he's like, wait, I can save you, man. You're full of hate. Can't you see it? And, and then that, and then he's like, he's like, don't do this, man. I'll suck your dick. I'll suck your dick, man. <laughs> it's so great. And, and then, and then uh, goes from the lowest to lowest to being like, you can't kill me. Yeah. I am God. Yeah, I am God. And then finally, just it's a cliche line, but he delivers it so well. Nick Cage, while he's had his fucking hand in his, his head in his hands he's like i'm your god now oh god it's so good yeah it's so good and then he fucking omni man his head yeah. <laughs> big spoilers <laughs> but yeah dude i'm so glad that you made me do that i was very grateful for that yeah and it is something i've made others do funny enough i've made uh Fonz and mario sit through it Oh, wow. And they enjoyed it, too, but both of them were like, I would have never watched this unless you made me. <laughs> me, too, dude. Uh, if, uh, I almost didn't. <laughs> because once you said it was two hours, dude, my attention span can't fucking hang on for that it's long. It's a slow burn. It's yeah. like a, such a fucking well, slow once, burn movie. Once you get through the first like half hour, maybe 45 minutes, like you said, it's just straight fucking... Yeah, it doesn't stop after that, but uh, you know you got to give it some time. And luckily, I mean, it's it is slow and in, in, in very smart, but very subtle exposition with the characters. But everything's just so nice to look at. Yeah, and 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 the slow buildup made the rest of the movie so much better. It, yeah, such it, a good payoff. Yeah, absolutely. Because not only do you care about these characters and want to see you know Red get revenge, but you know it's just. It's just such a crazy way of doing it, and you never, you're always on his side, you know? Mm-hmm. You're always just like, yeah, fuck him up. Yeah. Dude, and just every time he does, you're like, yes. <laughs> and uh, man, the, I don't want to, I, I, it's random now, but I don't want to forget the chemist scene. Love the Oh, that was fucking scene. great, dude. God, right? And it's, out of, it's such a p- weird moment in the movie, too, because again, it's another like dip in, in like the craziness, but it's, it's such a cool moment. I forget that actor. I recently saw him, funny enough, uh, on Mandalorian. He was... You saw the second season of no, Mandalorian? No, 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 no. So Bill Burr's in it. What? Uh, yeah, Bill Burr's what? in both seasons of the what? Mandalorian. <laughs> I know. It surprised a lot of people. What the fuck? And he's still got a Boston accent. So oh, everyone's man, been like... Great, everyone dude. then is like, so that means that there's like space Boston <laughs> in Star Wars. That has to mean that somewhere out there, there's a bunch of dudes who sound like dude, that in Star Wars. All the shit I've heard about the Mandalorian and all the shit that I hear about Bill Burr, I'm surprised that I didn't fucking hear that shit, dude. dude. It's great. That's so crazy. He's got a great role in the first season where he's like this gun for hire character. 
Um, and he fucking screws over the Mandalorian in the first season, so the Mandalorian gets him arrested. Yeah. And uh, like, there it's a heist episode, which is already perfect, right? And uh, and at the end of the heist, you know, Mandalorian gets away, but they all get fucked over for it because they tried to screw him. And so in the next season, he's in prison, and Mandalorian has to break him out to use him for like a different type of heist because he was a he used to be like a stormtrooper. Uh, it was funny too because they I think they even say it. He's like, "You were a stormtrooper." He's like, "Hey, I wasn't a stormtrooper, all right? I was like a such and such." <laughs> he's just like, he's just pissed that they call him a stormtrooper, you know? And it's such a Bill Burr moment. Um, but yeah, so uh, he in the second season has this fucking incredible scene where it's like, "Oh shit, Bill Burr's a good actor." Where he uh, they have to infiltrate this, uh, which this makes me feel good because he always talks down on himself uh, for being a shitty actor. But that's just who he is. He just, like yeah. no matter how good he is at something, he's going to talk right. down on himself. Yeah, which is you know just is yeah, it's it's that that's who the guy is. Yeah. Um, but he uh, he's got this really good scene. Like it even surprised me because I've always appreciated him for everything he does, and I I assumed he'd be a good actor. He was good in the first episode, but it's kind of just him. But he's got this cool scene where he uh, so they're they're uh, over the course of the second episode that he's in, they're kind of showing that he doesn't he didn't he regretted being a stormtrooper or like regretted being an imperial trooper, mm. and you know he had to do some some fucked up shit or see some fucked up shit, as he probably would. Um, and then they they have to infiltrate this base as stormtroopers basically, and he runs across his old commander, and it's the the chemist from Mandy. That dude, because he's just got such an evil face, that creepy skeletal yeah, he face. Does. Yeah. Um, and he and it's this really great scene where he's trying to keep up the facade of still being a stormtrooper, as this 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 commander is talking about this mission that that he approved that Bilber had to go on, where they killed a bunch of innocent people, a ton of their troops got killed, yeah. and like it was just a fuck show, right? And he's like, yeah. So you got you gave that order, right? <laughs> that Bill Burr voice. And he's just like real chill. And then out of nowhere he just fucking shoots him. And then he shoots like two other fucking troopers. And he looks over at the Mandalorian and he's like <laughs> And then there's a huge accent scene after that. It's just it's a really, really good episode too. That's awesome, man. And I was like, Yeah, Bill. And it was funny to see that actor again because he's been in a bunch of random shit from like the fucking 80s and 90s, but I haven't seen him from forever. And he's always looked like that, just like fucking creepy and fucking cool. And so man or Red, I always say Mandy because it's the name of the film. Uh, but Red, you know, Nicholas Cage uh, at some point finds the chemist yeah. that uh, gave them the crazy acid. Yeah, and, and I, uh, I think he's technically a good guy because he intentionally gave them bad acid because he didn't like the bikers. Right, right. But uh, like, which had a horrible effect. <laughs> <laughs> Totally backfired. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, it's such a weird, cool scene. It's just the way he talks tiger. sounds like God talking. Yeah, God. Great. There's this weird voice manipulation they Be, do to it because he's also high when he gets there. Mm -hmm. He he drank he drank they, the bad acid before. Uh, it, it's so funny. He he took a sip of it. Yeah, or I, just, I think he puts it on his finger. Yeah. And that's it. And then all of a sudden, it just shoots him into another realm. Meanwhile, the demon fucking biker chugged that shit. <laughs> more. Yeah, that's all he said was fucking more. It was fucking insane. Until the deed is done. It's such, a, <laughs> such a good creepy movie. And everyone plays their role so well. So they the, do. The, the cult followers, you just can't wait for them to die because they're so fucking creepy and yeah. gross. Uh, there's a mouth breather. That's all I knew him as, his mouth breather, and just you're you're waiting for him to die the whole film. You just please kill that guy. Yeah, I wanted each one of his teeth to get knocked <laughs> one out. One by yeah, one, one by one with a little tiny hammer. Oh, nice! That would be great. <laughs> great fucking aim, dude. I love that axe. Uh, how on one side of it is like a hook, and he actually uses it as a yeah. hook at one point to pull God. someone forward. I'm, again, don't want to give right. too much well, away. Well, we pretty much gave him the whole movie right. away. At this please point. still watch it. You it's, need to I watch promise it. it's worth it. And there's a lot that we're leaving out. It's, yeah. it's a great fucking film. Really great film. Uh, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yeah. 
Uh, do you want to talk about what we're going to be doing on the next one, or do you want to do it on the next one? <laughs> no, we can we can mention it. I think we should. All right. You go ahead. <laughs> All right. So Wayne made me do some shit that I didn't want to do. But now I'm going to make him do something, whether he wants to do it or not. And I, he had kind of a positive reaction. As I always do. I try to stay positive. It's so funny. Like, you, you made me uh, sit down and watch a movie, and now I'm going to change your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm making Wayne get a tattoo. He's never gotten a tattoo before. No ink on this skin yet. Yeah. And I get to I get to be the one that molests that that <laughs> untouched beautiful skin. Yeah. So next episode I'll be getting a tattoo, folks. Um, we'll let you uh, wait to see what it is and where it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna be more identifiable. I great. learned I didn't have to have a, a license or anything to buy my tattoo gun. I'm oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> All of a sudden, my chair just straps me in place. Oh, we're doing this now. <laughs> we're rolling, right? We're rolling. <laughs> Don't make me do this, Royce. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll catch you on the next one later, Mister. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, iTunes, the RSS feed, whatever the fuck you're listening on. We won't know your love is real unless you show it. <laughs> and that does mean dick pics, but don't send that to the RSS feed. <laughs> Physical gratification is the only type I like, so go ahead and very aggressively touch that subscribe button for me. Smash it like you're smashing your nephew. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or niece. Whatever. We don't judge. Whatever you're into. It's fine. <laughs> Creepy uncles swing both ways. <laughs>